0: If you didn't know, I participate in the evils and ills of social media, so find me on Instagram at Five Songs Podcast. That's the number five, not spelled out. And if you're an old person, you can email me at atomiccollapse at iCloud.com. And finally, did you know that I have a Spotify playlist which has every single song that we've ever featured on the podcast? Well, I do. So if you check the description of whatever platform you are listening to this on, you should see the link. Um, So this way, if you don't want to listen to me ramble, you can just get on with the music. Welcome back to the Five Songs Podcast. Today we are talking to Matt Howard of the band Bad Athlete. And I first found out about Bad Athlete five years ago or so, when at the time they could have been easily compared to Weezer, but now uh, they are morphing into something completely different and I had the chance to talk to Matt on and off record for over an hour and he's a super engaging and humble guy and I'm super glad that uh, he agreed to talk to me today. So uh, yeah, here we go. Matt, how are you?
1: I'm doing well.
0: How are you? Good, good. For those who don't know, uh, who are you and what do you do?
1: Um. Well, I am Matt Howard, and uh, I'm in a band called Bad Athlete. I'm the sometimes singer, uh, most of the time the songwriter, um, and I play guitar in that band. And the name Bad Athlete, is it an accurate
0: assessment or is it just a good name?
1: Um, It's really only about me, I mean, because the other three band members are actually pretty good athletes, Uh, so I feel like it was pointed at me, um, but I didn't really realize that one. I thought it just kind of rolled off the tongue, you know, and just sounded cool, and then I realized like, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm the bad athlete. That's me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is a good name. Uh, The first time I heard your band was uh, Apple Music Playlist. It was like the new music playlist, and it threw it out to me. And I heard the song, and I was like, ooh, what's this? And then I saw the name, and I was like, yes. Um, And (laughs) then I immediately went looking for like a 7-inch or an LP, and then there was nothing on vinyl. Oh, Um, no. And so what I wanted to ask is, why did you do that to me? Why did you not make a 7-inch out of that that first EP?
1: I wish we could have. Um... It's just money thing, really. Like, Yeah. And that we, um, as far as I know, I think we have, like, one or two fans, like, including <laughs> you. Um, so, um, I think uh, uh, it was just, you know, I think vinyls, like, it's like a $1,000 kind yeah. of, like, base, baseline price. Yeah. Um, or last time I checked, anyway. And, uh, yeah, we just were like, I think we're going to sell, like, we might sell one. Like, we had made some posters that I thought right. were really cool. We got, like, this artist to do us in, like, a, a fantasy version of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I th- and we sold one. So I was like, really? I-, I don't think we're going <laughs> to sell. Um, yeah. Because on our on our band camp, the poster said, like, only nine remaining or only eight remaining for, like, years now. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah.
0: But it's not. It's definitely not your fault, and it's not the music. It's. I've had this conversation with multiple people, and it's really a matter of there's just so much, like so much is thrown yeah. at people that it's a matter of where they're going to focus their attention. And you can spend years perfecting something, and then people will be like, "Yeah, I don't care," right? And it's yeah, because their attention's <clears throat> being taken by you know a thousand other things. Um, so I feel your pain, and that's why the easiest thing, Matt, is just to give up and don't care.
1: Well, I mean, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there. I think I'm arriving at that point. Um I, uh, and now, you know, I'm trying to just like, uh, the point of this band has kind of always just been, let's just have fun. I yeah. mean, I don't think we're like, you know, no one's doing this as a career. So like, uh, let's just like make these songs. Like hopefully they're fun to listen to. Sure. Let's make them fun to play for us. um, and just yeah I don't know like that's kind of we've sort of leaned into like a, um, a glam direction uh, right. more, more recently and and that's really just again just like I just thought it would be fun <laughs> like um, I might have uh, rushed into the idea I don't know if everyone <laughs> else was prepared for um, the glam thingy uh, but I bought the jumpsuit and I was just like well now we have to do it, so.
0: Right. For anyone who's not, uh, if you're on social media, go find Bad Athletes Instagram and look at the pictures of those glam outfits because they are <laughs> hilarious. Um, and not hilarious in a bad way, just like when it started, I was like, all right, here we go. Like, yeah. <laughs> like well, I get it. I,
1: I just, it's something about, like, I know it's like kind of cheesy, but like in a good way. Sure. Um, like, I, I think the... Fifteen-year-old me would probably not pro- uh, dig this very much. Mm. I don't know. You're I, getting it's... to
0: the. That's my final question. I'm gonna have you hold off on that because oh, that's okay. the yeah. final question. That's I may exact... have.
1: I well, I've I've lis- I've been listening to your podcast, so I think I heard you ask. <laughs> so I think that was just like on my mind. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> well, I think so, I already
0: yeah. know where it's going. Um, but uh, for let me let me ask you this about Oklahoma. So for most people. Uh, we're not really well versed in all things Oklahoma musically. I mean, you have like All American Rejects and Garth Brooks. Um, uh-huh. But right now, what does it look like in Oklahoma musically?
1: Um, well, I have to say I'm I'm not super well connected uh, to the scene just because we don't play out all that much. Sure. Um, but and we're in Norman, so like you know, it's it's like a hundred. 20,000 people it's it's a, sure. a good sized town but okc i think is where more of the action is um but it, it's like 30 minutes north it's it's not really that far sure um but i don't get out of the house that much uh but i know like the hardcore scene is um seems like it's having a moment in okc like yeah. um chat pile i don't know if you've heard of them um but they've no. like blown up in the last year uh and i don't know if it's just like people i happen to follow like on instagram i just see like i feel like i see a ton of like hardcore shows
0: yeah it makes Um, sense when i was touring years ago um like in 2008 we used to play in in ardmore a lot and their mm -hmm. scene was like pretty thriving for how small of a town that was like that was the place to go um so I guess it's still a thing, but I'm like super disconnected or uh disconnect yeah. I'm disconnected from hardcore at this point, even though that was my lifeblood for like fifteen, twenty years. I completely yeah. have no idea what's going on.
1: Yeah. Um I I've always kind of like felt that way, I guess, because I'm always I happen to always be in a musical genre that's like not popular at the moment. Right. Like sure like playing like 70s glam i don't think anyone is really clamoring for that like no in the uh, year of our lord 2023 Um, yeah so
0: it seems like it's almost a middle finger like when i see the pictures and i'm thinking about what i know about oklahoma i'm like how is this how is this crowd reacting right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) probably not very well um (laughs) uh, like yeah i mean i do i do like that aspect of it i you know i don't know if that it's necessarily the main point but it's a it, it's a definite um, plus yeah I think. Uh, just uh, cause it's like I don't know I if you can't like have a sense of humor about it I I, I don't know you probably won't like the music either so right I'm 100% kind of a, with you like a shield like you see that if someone sees us look like that and they're like I don't want to listen to that then I'm, I'm totally cool with you know like, yeah, because they they probably wouldn't like how it sounds either. <laughs> I'm Honestly. I'm super
0: guilty of that, and I've talked about it on the podcast before. Where I have to listen to something first, and then I can I'm okay to watch videos after that point because yeah. snap judgment in my brain is immediately like, oh wait, that dude's wearing a cape. Is that evil? Can Because if it's yeah. not, I'm out. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, That's definitely something I've had to work on over the years. Uh, it just like not being cynical and not yeah. being like judgmental about things like I think it kept me kind of musically confined for a long time Um, and I'm kind of uh, now I'm exploring a little bit I guess yeah
0: yeah well I mean you're the perfect person for this podcast because that's what this is all about and speaking of which uh, the first song that you brought me uh, was Nirvana man who sold the world and I know that people are going to ask why didn't he choose David (laughs) Bowie so I'm going to go ahead and ask now uh, why this Uh... song
1: well, um, I hadn't heard any David Bowie at this point when I heard this song. Um, this I was like a a teen, um, and I got really into. I I found my sister's old cassette tapes, um, and I and she had some Nirvana in there, and I, I just got really into them, um, like obsessively into them. Sure, uh, it's been a pattern in my life. Like I I will listen to a band. And maybe just a single album from that band for like months, yeah. Sometimes, and, and like nothing else, no other yeah. music. <laughs> um, yeah. It's insane, kind of. Uh, uh, and then I I start to um, musically emulate them as well. So I like it's kind of been hard to find like a musical identity a little bit that's my own. But anyway, so Man Who Sold the World. I when I I listen to like. Never mind, uh, in utero, um, like all the incesticide and all that stuff. And I, I got to um, unplugged. And I was kind of wary about it because I was listening to all this like rock music, and I was like, ah, acoustic guitars, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I listened to it, and I just I fell in love with it. I loved how everything sounded. And it was around this time that I decided I wanna I wanted to play guitar, like learn to play. Uh, yep. So, um, my parents got me like a, I think it was one of those starter pack guitars, like that came with like, right, maybe a little amp or something. Right. Yeah. Super small amp, cable, some picks. Yeah. Yeah. Like a strat copy, like guitar. Um, and so I got it and man, it's just like, when you start learning to play a guitar, like it is so difficult, like, or at least it was for me, like, sure. I just I I tried to press down the strings like the first and just like, oh this is a nightmare. Like why are they so hard to press down? Like I I wasn't expecting that like at all. I thought things were gonna be a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) Um uh, but so I kind of like put down the guitar for a while. I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can do this. Like I had tried to like learn some chords and stuff and it just wasn't working out. Um so I heard Nirvana's version of Man Who Sold the World. And I, I loved the the riff um and the solo. Like yeah. that kind of goes with the cello at the end and it's like it just sounds so so beautiful. Um and so I was like, maybe I can learn to play that part. So um I chose this song because basically I think it's the one that got me over the hump with playing guitar and like yeah. really got me into it. And I would I learned to play the riff and i was like oh i can i can do something like this sounds kind of like what i'm hearing on the record like and i can play it so it was just like an inspiration moment i guess yeah it's percent why i picked that one um and then yeah just honestly i i didn't um really get into bowie until way way later sure um and still, I am uh, very, I, I know very little, I think, still to this day. Like, I know, like, two albums, <laughs> so.
0: You heard it um, here first, everybody. Uh, Nirvana, number one, David Bowie, number two or
1: three. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. That's what he, go, uh, go to their Instagram and, and uh, go ahead and uh, let Matt know how you feel about Nirvana versus Bowie. And with <laughs> that, he, here is Nirvana with Man Who Sold the World. <laughs> So Matt, I saw something on uh, Instagram the other day where uh, Cobain made like wrote in his journals, and I don't know, like the '80s maybe, and he talked about how the Sex Pistols were amazing and that the the the, uh, the Clash they were garbage. Um, do you have a horse in this race? I
1: do not. Um, uh, if people knew the scope of my music knowledge, we would not I, like, like they, you. They would think they would think I just like came out of like a pod or something like and that or maybe i'm a, a time traveler and i just dropped in for like a year of each decade or something uh, uh yeah that's that's about what i, I like I, oh it's embarrassing i know like five bands um i mean i know who the clash and who is it the clash or clash i, I think I it's, the it's the clash the, yeah the i mean, clash. it's the clash uh, yeah it makes more sense that way um <laughs> And the Sex Pistols, I like know of them, but yeah, I I don't have a, I don't have a horse. Well,
0: if you would have had one, you could have joined in the online fight. It got it got ugly real quick. Um, Everyone (laughs) said it was the Clash were the winners, and that Cobain was an idiot. So, Uh, um, well, I
1: I mean, maybe maybe they're right.
0: I I don't know. I, don't, I think, I don't know. I'm not going to, uh, no, I'll go ahead and put my neck out. Uh, I would probably say Sex Pistols. Uh, I guess Clash doesn't do too much for me. Um, so I'm probably going to take a hit for that. So I'm going to go ahead and move on. Um, <laughs> the next song you brought to us is by one of my favorite bands of all time as well. And it's the Beatles. And I guess my question is, do you remember the first time that you actually heard a Beatles song?
1: Um, well, I think it couldn't have been this but um, I chose this song actually, because I think this might've been the first Beatles song I heard, or it was like the first one I was conscious of, like the first one I can remember hearing. Um, it basically like, I, I and I did a little research on this um, and the timelines of how I thought it happened. It couldn't be how it happened. Uh, because, like, what got me into the Beatles was, like, the Beatles' one album. That's, like, the first thing I had. Sure. Um, which came out in, I think it was, like, 2000. Um, but this would have been after that. And it was just, like, one day I was, like, <clears throat> I was at home. I was probably, like, 19 or something. Um, and I was just, like, walking by the TV and I heard... Um, this, uh, I heard Paperback Rider, like yeah. just the the part at the, where the harmonies, the falsetto harmonies happen. Yeah. Um, and that just, it like made me stop in my tracks. I was like, what is that? Yeah. Because um, like, at this point, um, like I, I said, I was a Nirvana or a Cobain disciple, I guess probably. <laughs> um, like, that's just how I had like... Because I lived in a really small town. I didn't know anyone else that listened to the same kind of music as me. Like, sure. My friends at school like weren't into that stuff at all. Um, I think they were listening to like Creed and stuff at the time. Yeah. It happens. Maybe. Maybe that was, yeah. And so, um, or Limp Biscuit maybe. But, um, but uh, yeah, so um, I had relied on Kurt Cobain to like guide my musical journey. Uh, up to this point. And so that had got me into, like, Dinosaur Junior, Pixies, uh, The Breeders, which I heard that... uh I'm glad to hear that you uh, finally liked one of their songs, by the way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Je- Jeff Saunders, he's a human computer. You give him a couple of things that you like, and he will pop out bands and specifically songs that you you will like. He needs to start a business because that dude's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Like, everybody needs that person in their life to like, Yeah, and
0: I don't even do know that. Jeff in real life. Like, it's just I've known Jeff as an internet friend, and he just has me pegged. It's super weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I had, you know, through Kurt Cobain, like I had like his like journals, you know they released, yeah yeah, yep. um, and like he had lists of like his favorite bands, and so I'd got into so much stuff because of that, and he had the Beatles on his list, but like I don't know, I always just thought like that, that seems so different from everything else on this yeah. list. It's like the Beatles next to like Dinosaur Jr. Like what is that? Like right, I I, I can't even imagine. Um, and I knew that, like, my mom had been into the Beatles. So that was also, like, a point against them <laughs> at <Sure. laughs> at that time in, of my life. Right. Um, and so, uh, but then, you know, yeah, I was, like, heard, the, heard Paperback Writer. Um, and <clears throat> then that summer, and I was kind of like, well, that was cool. Um, and then that summer, we visited uh, my aunt and uncle. And uh, I saw that my cousin had the Beatles 1 CD. And I was like, hey, could you make me a copy of that? And so he made me a copy. <clears throat> and this, um, this was in, they live in Texas. So it was like a 13-hour ride back home. Um, and I put on the one album on my CD player mm-hmm. and ju- with my headphones. And I just listened to it the entire way back. Yeah. Like, however many times you can get through that. C D in thirteen hours, I that's what I did. Like I was just so hooked. Yeah. Um Rabbit like, hole, man. I, yeah, like just the chords and the harmonies and stuff, like they they didn't sound like anything I'd heard. Right. Like, you know, there's harmony and in, in Nirvana and stuff, but like this was different. This was like more complex and like yeah. I honestly still can't make heads or tails out of it really, like the Beatles are one band that I've never really been able to emulate. Right. Um even though like through listening to them obsessively, you know, usually with a band over time I listen to it so much um I like I just start to sound like them. Yeah. It uh, just rubs like off, with, but they're not one of them. No, I it just can't. I like I don't know how to do, do those chords like yeah. like I have I even have like the Beatles like songbook that has like Um, tabs and like music notation yeah of every song like 200 and something songs and like i still like i've tried to learn songs and they're so hard (laughs) like yeah i grew up playing power chords this is ridiculous same like i don't know i can't do it yeah no
0: i'm with you uh they're definitely um one of the biggest influences in my life and i think for a lot of people too like people who i'm gonna go out on a limb but people who like care about music right like you at some point you cross paths with the beatles um and if you aren't into it then you're definitely not my friend in real life (laughs) um so that being said uh the song paperback writer is the song that matt chose and here it goes
2: paperback writer
0: So, Matt, uh, who is your favorite Beatle?
1: Oh, I have always been partial to George.
0: Really? Well, I guess as a guitar guy, that, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And I think just like personality wise, maybe yeah. a little bit like I'm kind of the um, <laughs> cantankerous guy. Sure. Sometimes uh, like um, Sean, the guitar player. Uh, in our band got me um a mug with uh Dorothy from Golden Girls <laughs> on one side and it says I will not have a nice day on the other side <laughs> and that's like he he saw that and thought of me so yeah that's kind of where I'm at
0: <laughs> I am um, my f- my favorite Beatle has always been uh Paul uh, McCartney right um yeah. mainly just because of like things like uh Ele- Eleanor Rigby Michelle like things like that I just was like this dude's amazing um Mm -hmm. and then when they broke off um wings i i loved wings so i always went the route of paul mccartney oh yeah we we just watched
1: a oh sorry no go ahead man you're up i was just gonna say we we just watched a a wings documentary i i got excited sorry oh really uh, yeah it was um it was just on youtube but i think it had originally aired on bbc like it was like it had like the the bbc thing in the corner um, yeah. but it's like wings over america yeah i'm 100 uh, gonna check that out and it had like man they're traveling in like five semi trucks and like buses and stuff right. and like i think they're taking like their entire pa and everything to each like city yeah and they have like a, he has a horn section it's insane yeah. and they're so good the band yeah. is so good yeah they're so tight they sound so good
0: He's ridiculous. I understand the offshoots of where people went to Lennon and other people in other places. Because Paul, I mean, Paul should have stopped playing. Personally, I think he should have stopped playing in like the early '80s, like late '70s. Yeah, I mean, but I yeah. still love what what he's done. But I remember when I was younger, I asked my mom that question, and she said she liked Ringo, and I was like, why? And she's like, because he's the <laughs> funny one. And I was like, I'm never asking your opinion about music again. <laughs> And I well, haven't. it's
1: it's funny that, like, I guess, you know, in the beginning, they it, they kind of had that dynamic. Like, they yeah. got to America, and it wasn't necessarily about John or Paul. Like, yeah. some people were really like, yeah, Ringo. He's yeah. the one. They, they cut his hair off. Like, yeah you know, some fan, like, cut a chunk of his hair off one time. like It
0: took me a really they're... long time to understand the George thing because I, as a kid, I was always like, well, the two guys up front that are singing, those are the ones that you care about. And then yeah. as I got older and people started pointing out George's contributions and things that he was doing and I would go back and listen and I was like, "Oh, oh okay. Now I get it." Yeah. And yeah. they were like 23, which is insane Oh to my me.
1: gosh. Yeah. Like that is insane. Did you watch the Get Back documentary? Of course. Yeah. All yeah, and they're three only hours. <laughs> Yeah. I wanted more at the end, honestly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but like um they're only I mean, even in that at the end, they're like 27? or something? It
0: was super weird because you always see pictures of them and you know they're kind of quirky but watching them in the room together they're just kids like yeah they look yeah. like full-grown men that are basically just really really rich kids who are well I mean self-made right but like right. super talented rich 25 27 year old men that are still just super immature at the time. It was, it blew my yeah. mind. I kind of didn't like that aspect because I put them on such <laughs> a pedestal, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, But it was interesting to put it in perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was incredible. Like some of it, I mean, it just felt like you were there. In, yeah. in some some of those instances where they kind of forget about the camera, right? And like they're just playing or whatever, and you're and just sitting there, like with and the you beats. know it
0: too. Like these are situations you've been through with other bandmates, right? Like you know yeah. these situations.
1: Yeah. 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 Like I <clears throat> I I do feel sorry for George. Like like the more you know, I mean, I knew there were where it was like contentious situations. Yeah. with You know, Ringo walked out at one point. I think. Like they all walked out at one point or another. Yeah. Um, and I knew that like Paul was kind of controlling yeah. sometimes about like what George played. But like the longer I'm a fan and I hear more stuff about like George like sometimes just didn't get to play like it in- like I think on paperback rider, like I don't think George is playing anything. I don't Great. I don't even know if he's on it. <laughs> like I think Paul like played the guitar part and the bass part. Yeah. Um, like, and it's just like, oh man! Like, you couldn't have just like let him double the bass part. <laughs> yeah. Like, all you're doing is playing the same thing.
0: The thing it's that like I, I walked away from and didn't realize is that I would like Ringo more after that because I've never really been a Ringo fan, especially uh-huh. like growing up and seeing him in the '80s on TV and stuff. I was always like, this guy's a jerk. Um, <laughs> but watching. That documentary, it actually kind of humanized him a little bit more for me. Um, yeah. So that was a plus. <clears throat> so Ringo, if you're listening, you and I are okay now.
1: I bet he is. He probably... <laughs>
0: um, so here, getting into the uh, the, the final song here, um, T-Rex. And the song yeah. that you chose was Ballrooms of Mars. I would admit I know like two T-Rex uh, songs and it has always been off of my radar. So um, tell me okay. why is he, why are they on yours?
1: Um, well, <clears throat> basically uh, our guitar player, Sean, um, had just mentioned them a couple of times um, over the years. And I finally just decided to check them out. Like, I guess it was, it's only been in the last like year or two. Like. Yeah. Whenever we started doing the glam stuff, like, because that's basically, like... See so your gateway drug? Yeah, like, or I, a, you man, know... <clears throat> he's not a he, it's a they, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, there's several members of the band, but I think it is essentially the Mark Boland show. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think he is kind of yeah. T-Rex. Like, it feels like one of those bands where any of the other members could change, like, right, and they right, may right, have right. for all I know. I, I, I don't actually know, but... Sure. Um, Yeah, um, but, you know, I'd I'd listened to, like, you know, Bowie's, like, uh, glam era. Like, I'd heard that stuff, but, um, and I liked it. Like, I liked that stuff. Sure. But for some reason, T-Rex just, like, it just hit me right in the right spot. Like, it's just, it's got this, like, 50s rock and roll feel to some of the stuff. Like, it feels like a little chuck berry like ish sometimes yeah. and and i've always been like that kind of thing like little richard like that's always drawn me in like um like, Just like i don't the
0: know like 50s rock
1: yeah like i hear like little richard and i like something happens to my brain and i i go crazy like do
0: you want to dance I,
1: yeah like even when i was a little like i remember okay I'll tell this embarrassing story. Please do. I mean, you can leave it in or whatever. Like (laughs) I was, it was like, um, I was uh, a little kid. I couldn't have been more than like eight or 10 or something. And I was watching like, I think it was a new year's thing on TV. Um, I don't know where everyone else was. Like I was alone. I mean, Maybe it was just a late night show or something, but little Richard was on. And he starts with, like, I think he was playing, like, Long Toss Alley or something, mm. um, which I think is, like, one of the best, like, rock songs ever, probably. Sure. Um, and I just, yeah, I got on our coffee table and started dancing. Like, I couldn't help myself. Just, like, I think in my underwear, just standing on the coffee table. Um, and I've never done that for any other <laughs> music, so, like, I feel like that means something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh any like so i just i heard t-rex and like i was just like how have i not got into this sooner like i even i just loved um even how everything sounded just yeah. like the way the guitar tones and and the, the the way the kick drum sounds and just all of that stuff and then like these songs over it that like you know he does like kind of rock and roll thing but there's also like this um like folky element sometimes and sure. and he just has these lyrics that are like weird and, and kind of like you know maybe nonsensical sometimes uh, but like they just they make you feel something Sure. Um, kind of in the way that like you know I've always thought like the difference between like Lennon and McCartney is like <clears throat> you know it's illustrated pretty well by like the Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields Right. Uh, double A side. It's like they're both talking about growing up. Paul is like describing like these people and places, mm-hmm. and John's song is kind of like a dream he had. It's like it's it's got a dreamlike quality. It's like ethereal, like I don't yeah. know. But like that, that's kind of the Mark Bolin thing. Is like his lyrics don't always like maybe even make sense. I don't know, but they they like invoke a feeling. Um, yeah. And they, he's like, it, it feels like he's built like a world, like Mark Boland land, like where he's like riding a dragon and there's like just crazy stuff happening everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> well, like, w- that, um, okay. So
0: everyone keep that in mind as we play this song, uh, an old English guy riding a, uh, a dragon. Uh, and this is T-Rex <laughs> with ballrooms <laughs> of Mars. You gonna look fine.
3: And glide out on a trampoline plane Your diamond hands Will be stacked with roses And wind and cars and people of the past I'll call you thing Just when the moon sings your face in stone upon the stars and grip to the arms of the changeless madman We'll dance our lives away in the poor of Mars You talk about day I'm talking about night time Monsters call out the names of men all oh, Dylan knows And I bet Adam Freed did There are things in night that are better not to behold You you dogs With your lips of leather boots on the Strings that change the faces of men. You dime on a proud head. You are a con gangster. John Lennon knows your name and I. John Lennon knows your name in our.
0: So that was T-Rex. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Matt, for uh, coming on this podcast. Um, the final question that you alluded to uh, earlier is: uh, If 15-year-old you were to meet you, would he want to hang out with you, or would he want
1: to punch you? Um, well, I think if he saw those photos, <laughs> like the in glam our press photos kit or whatever, yeah, yeah, the glam photos, okay. like. If you saw that, like, I don't know, I probably not a punching thing, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know if it'd be like, let's hang out. Right. Um. But it, I, I do, I would, I like to think that my 15-year-old self would be proud of like how far I've come with songwriting. Sure. Um, since that point where, like, I was actually going through some old notebooks a while back. Like, I still have some from when I was like trying to learn guitar and like when i first started playing and i had like tabbed out these like riffs and chord progressions and like i'm not sure you know i was going through there trying to like remember how to play them and play them and Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if i'm doing them right but i don't think i knew what i was doing uh when i wrote these things like nothing resolves like i don't ever resolve a chord or anything like
0: that's me right now man I'm in the same boat now I- <laughs> at 44.
1: <laughs> I just remember, like, I used to have these chord progressions I like, and then I would, like, kind of have a melody in my head, yeah. and then I would try to, like, record it on my little, like, uh, Fostex cassette tape recorder, and, like, the melody did not go with that chord pro- It was, like, a different key or something, like,
2: yeah.
1: I've definitely improved and I, and I think my 15 year old self would uh, be proud of that.
0: That's good. I really have a fear that time travel is going to happen. And 15 year old me is going to come back and put things into perspective. And he and a couple of his hoodlum friends are going to punch me, um, and probably take stuff that I own. Um, so anyway, uh, Matt, so for people, if they want to find bad athlete online, where are they looking?
1: Um, I, we're most active on our Instagram usually. Um, Uh, at bad athlete bad underscore athlete i believe maybe um just look for the glam people uh and then um twitter a little bit but like i increasingly don't like being on twitter Um, makes sense yeah um uh, and facebook we're on there but we're not really on there
0: So, for all those folks that are uh, 50 plus, they are on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) So, make sure you head on over. Um, Also, Bandcamp, go buy a
1: poster. Yeah. Yeah, buy those. I think, pretty sure there's eight left because there's been that many left for like uh, three years. You
0: you paid that artist, what, five grand to, to do that rendering?
1: Um, well, and that was the for the penciling, and then we also had the colorist uh, had to look. So he needs to sell these posters. So thing. go over there. Yeah, I mean we can make a deal or whatever. Like just uh, best offer, <laughs> OBO. <laughs> you heard it here. Anyway, Matt, thanks so much, man. Thank you for having me. It's uh, a real thrill to be on here. Like um, I love this podcast, and yeah, thank you. Cool. Take care. You too.